0: And welcome to Pints and Politics. Pints and Politics is a weekly discussion program of all things political coming to you on Trent Radio 92.7 FM in Peterborough, Ontario. My name is Bill Templeman. Pints and Politics is three things. In addition to this radio program, we're streamed live on Trent Radio and the website, the MP3 streams link. Uh, We're also a podcast at pintsandpolitics.ptbopodcasters.ca or you just Google Pints and Politics Peterborough. And every Thursday at the Garnet Pub, an intrepid uh, crowd of, of uh, local pundits gathers at the Aylmer and Hunter Pub, 5 o'clock every Thursday. We rant about the issues of the day. We have a guest in the studio this evening, Gary Baldwin, who is running as an incumbent for uh, his seat on city council in Ashburnham Ward. Gary previously ran on autonomy ward, then ran again in 2014 and was elected in Ashburnham. Hello, Gary. Hello, Bill. How are you? Great to see you. Uh, Gary, first off, could you give us uh, a bit more details than I just did in terms of your previous campaigns? Where have you run before? Uh, Bill,
1: I ran in 2010. I ran an autonomy award. Uh, for counselor. Uh, I finished third to Leslie Parnell and Dan Williams. and that was the only uh, previous political run that I did prior to the 2014 in Ashburnham, so I've run twice. And why have you decided to run this time? Well, I'm running again because, um, you know, not to blow your own horn, but I think I've represented the people of, of Ashburnham very, very well. I have a degree in economics and political studies, and though I spent 32 and a half years in education, I never had an opportunity to really um, facilitate and work on politics until um, I retired. So I've enjoyed the role, I've enjoyed the constituency work, working with people in Ashburn and Ward and across the city. And um, I think I'm more experienced now. I've got um, my feet under me and I'm, I'd like to offer my services to the, to the residents and constituents. Of Ashburn Award for a second term.
0: Great, now having a background as an educator, you, you were a principal locally, right? I was a Bill teacher. Yeah.
1: Principal, yes.
0: Right, so the city or parts of the city are full of students
1: who know you. Yeah. <laughs> I have run across many, uh, many former students. Uh, I always prided myself on having a very good rapport with students. Sure. I thought I was firm and fair.
0: Great, now what do you bring to this campaign as a candidate?
1: Well, as I just mentioned, Bill, I, I, bring, um, I bring a passion for the city. I've lived here for 63 years. i raised my family here. I know the city well. I know what's changing. As I mentioned just a few minutes ago, I've really enjoyed my constituency work. I uh, have a passion for, for the city and I have a willingness to work. Uh, I'm retired. I have lots of time uh, to offer uh, both the city and Ashburn residents. Those the things those I think are my, my biggest qualities. Um, experience on council now, I've had a variety of roles in council, I get along well with people, I listen to people, and I'm a good problem solver. So those are the things I bring to the table.
0: Now what, uh, for your uh, constituents and the rest of us across the city, what what are the committees you've sat on on council?
1: Well, I've been on a number of committees this year um, over the four year term. I've been the the chairman of um, both Parks and Recreation and the, the Waste Management. I am the vice chair presently of the Audit Committee. I've served on the Peterborough City County Joint Services Committee. I'm on the Arena Parks and Recreation Advisory Committee. I sit on the Library Board and I sit on the Art Gallery Board. I'm a member of the Peterborough City County Health Board. I'm a member of the Peterborough Utilities Commission, serving as a commissioner there. And um, we're all on, um, you know, regular general committee, planning committee and, and council. So those are some of the roles I've had this year, Bill.
0: That's huge. Now, you know the the criticism that sometimes leveled at city councilors as well—they're being paid. Have you ever figured out your
1: hourly wage? Well, I haven't. I I didn't uh, run. for it, it sounds like about two fifty an hour. <laughs> that it's be, that <laughs> that might be generous. Uh, I, there is a compensation there, um, um, but I certainly didn't enter into the political ring for um, yeah for the financial compensation. I don't think. Um, any or, or many do that. Uh, for me, it's um, giving back to the community that's been so good to me and my family over many many years. I have the time, and um, it certainly isn't about the money. I think if you if you worked it at an hourly wage, it'd um, be much less than minimum wage. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, I get that. Um, <laughs> now, in this coming campaign, what? not only for yourself, but just across, well, in Ashburnham Ward, but across the city in general. What issues do you think will emerge during the campaign?
1: I think this coming uh, election, Bill, is is a pivotal uh, time for Ashburnham Ward and the city of Peterborough. Uh, We're going to face several important issues. Uh, Among the most pressing, I believe, is the implementation of the city's forthcoming new official plan, continued investment in the city flood control plan, uh, over in Ashburner Moor, we have a new proposed subdivision in the Liftlock area mm-hmm. that's going to have huge transportation issues, and then we have transportation across the city. I think job creation and job retention is certainly pivotal for our community. Mm-hmm. And lastly, I guess, would be the ongoing infrastructure improvements that are required throughout Ashburn and Ward in the city of Peterborough.
0: You've been on council for four years, so a lot of of the major issues have come across your desk. Of course, many of these precede your time on council. Uh, So uh, I'm interested in knowing where you stand on major issues, uh, such as uh, I'm thinking of the big issues, for example, like the parkway, PDI, the casino, and the annexation in the south end. Do you have positions on those? I do, and I
1: have, Bill. Um, I have been Andy Parkway um, for a number of years and, and expressed the same um, many times. And um, quite frankly, I, I think uh, that was one of the reasons why I was elected in 2014 uh, over one of the incumbents uh, who was pro parkway PDI, uh, about 92% of the, the people that were surveyed and expressed concern about the selling of the public utility um, were against that. I I don't believe we should have sold it. I understand we're still um, having discussions right now about the sale of that, but I was opposed to that. Uh, Annexation, um, we do need some industrial land, um, but the proposed $82 million was far, far too rich just for changing a line on the map. Certainly, I'd like to see us acquire the land uh, on which the airport is, um, but it was far, far too rich. We'd be spending money that we don't have I would have been much more interested in providing some money as development charges came in. Um, what was the last one you'd mentioned Bill? Sorry. Um, well, the annexation, uh, the casino oh, casino. Yeah. The, the cas- Which is a done deal. I realize. Yeah. The casino's done. I, 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 I'm not opposed to casinos per se. I visited them. I usually spend my $20 and leave. Um, but I was, I was opposed to, the way in which it came about i thought we should have waited till the till the, the official plan was uh, was completed uh, the city was the proponent on that not the uh, the gaming commission or great canadian gaming mm-hmm. and i felt that uh, the way that was done was uh, was not the way i would have preferred it so i i i did not support the building of the the casino because of the way in which the planning initiative was uh, was implemented I didn't think it was uh, the way it should have been done. We should have waited for the official plan.
0: Well, you're certainly not alone there. That's uh, that's good to know. Um, Now, you're the first incumbent or sitting councillor on the show. Uh, Now, without revealing any trade secrets, um, do you have any advice for new candidates who haven't run before? Or maybe if I could state it differently, if you could give advice to your 2010 self before you ran the first time,
1: what would you say? Well, I I guess to be quite frank, uh, Bill, I didn't know how to run a campaign in 2010, and I I ran it on um, my own money, uh, as I did last time, predominantly. Uh, But uh, two or three friends and I, um, we ran it together. And very quickly, uh, about midway in 2010, I found out that the other um, members who were running in autonomy Ward had 30 and 40 people. And uh, so I was outgunned in terms of uh, person power, uh, not financial, but person power. And I didn't really know how to run a campaign. So actually, by losing 2010, I learned a great deal. You need to surround yourself with great people. You need to trust those people. You you need to have a good ground game. And I campaigned as hard as I could in 2010 every day from the end of school right through to the election day. But when I was campaigning, I would see another candidate um, driving in a vehicle, and there were eight other people with this candidate, four on each side. So there were nine people canvassing at a time, and I had a friend in me canvassing. So I got through the ward about one and a half times, and uh, they probably got through the ward three times. So my advice would be um, listen to people who give you good advice, have a good ground game, surround yourself with really, really good people, and get out there and knock on doors.
0: Interesting. Now, in 2010, you ran an autonomy and came in a, a, a strong uh, third at uh, just over 1,700 votes behind Dan McWilliams, who was just over 2,500, and Leslie Parnell, who was just uh, almost at 3,000 votes. In 2014, you ran in Ashburnham. Uh, why the change in Ward? Uh, you came in second, uh, so you won in Ashburnham, uh, 24 votes uh, behind uh, Keith Riel and well ahead of Len Vass in third. What changed? What was so different for you about running in Ashburnham? Bill, I, I
1: think the, uh, I think the, the, the reason um, that was so different was I learned uh, by losing, I learned how to and I ran in my own ward. After I lost in 2010, I had many of my neighbors say, "You know, gee Gary, we wish you had to run in Ashburton Ward. We would have su- we would have supported you." I've been uh, living in Ashburton Ward for 37 years. But the reason I, I, I ran in autonomy in 2010 is that I had uh, worked in five schools in autonomy Ward. I grew up on Arden Avenue as a kid in the South End, and Doug Peacock was one of the incumbents. And Doug had, had said to me that he was not going to run for re-election in autonomy Ward. Uh, I thought I was well-known. Um, I thought perhaps beating one incumbent would have been easier than than beating two. But in fact, that 2010 election, uh, all of us, all of the new people, uh, Councilor McWilliams and Councilor Purnell and I, we all beat the incumbent. So I just happened to come third rather than first or second. <laughs>
0: right. Okay, now for, for candidates uh, our age... Uh, generally speaking, uh, the door-to-door canvassing is where the campaigning really happens, right? I mean, it's in the face-to-face uh, relationships you build in the moment uh, at the doors. But I'm curious to know what your sense is for how has social media changed that game?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any, um, any substitute for a good ground game. I think uh, any time you have an opportunity to... To discuss the issues, and
0: uh, you know, almost
1: sell yourself at the door and have a good conversation. That that would trump social media. But um, we're attracting a lot more millennials to uh, to politics. Um, they're wired that way. My two boys, Andrew, uh, 36, Brad, 34. Uh, they almost exclusively run their lives by their phone. They uh, they text, they email, they do their banking. Etc., etc. They Facebook, they, um, they Twitter, everything's on their, um, their device now. And so um, I think uh, voting online is, is going to be more prevalent than ever. I think there were about um, oh, 30% that uh, voted online last time. I myself voted online, as did my wife last time. It's convenient, you don't have to worry about the weather, you don't have to leave your home. So I, I think that's going to be a, a trend that's going to continue. And uh, social media for me is going to be a little more prevalent this time I'm going to um, I'm gonna up my game in that way a little bit I'm gonna have to depend on people who know what they're doing but um, I'm gonna have some skin in the game this time with respect to social media I need to up my game Hmm. to get more current and more progressive and I'm I'm going to you're going to see that in my campaign going forward
0: interesting now you mentioned the official plan Uh, as, and the official plan review as a huge issue uh, that's going to be in front of, uh, well, it's in front of this council, certainly going to be in front of the next council. Uh, what, if I could spring off that uh, to, to probe a bit, what is your vision for Ashburnham and indeed for Peterborough over the next four years, 10 years, even 20 years?
1: What, what is the big picture for Gary Baldwin? You well, know, that's a really, really interesting question. <clears throat> I, hope, I hope I'm around in 10 or 20 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the big thing. But uh, I think there's been some exciting things that have gone on uh, just recently. You know, um, Peterborough is growing. It's going to change. I think it's how we change. We, we want to continue to respect the past, uh, but we need to be, uh, you know, steal a line from one of the local insurance people in town. Uh, Peter Blodgett, we are proud of our past and uh, positive about our future. I think I think we have to look to the future in a positive way. Uh, lots of good things happening, uh, public works expansion and relocation. We've got some new gateway signs. We've got the new hospice building in Peterborough. It's happening. We have a new uh, the new construction at Trent University of the Twin Pad and the Aquatic Centre. We've got the Charlotte Street Urban Park, the Bethune Street Redevelopment, We've got the Canadian Canoe Museum relocation and improvements coming. So what Peterborough is going to look like 15 to 20, 25 years out is going to be a very, very different um, Peterborough uh, than we're seeing today, just in terms of the infrastructure alone. And we're going to have a, a much more multicultural look to our community. And those people coming into Peterborough are going to bring uh, traditions and skills and opportunities uh, that will serve all of us well in the future. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of being from Peterborough. We've done some wonderful things in the past. Uh, I think um, we're positioned well uh, to make it an even more progressive and positive Peterborough in the future.
0: Great. Now, where do you stand on, and it's uh, using the verb to stand, it's, it's perhaps unfair. It's still a question that's very much alive among, in planning circles here in the city and amongst um, People who are watching the growth of the city for the official plan uh, on the whole Intensification debate in other words the province has mandated that um, cities like Peterborough shall have a certain intensity and Rather so to build up rather than build out How does that play for you? Is that realistic? Can Peterborough meet those uh, intensity needs? I think we definitely
1: can meet them long term um, we've we've uh, brought the targets down into a, a little less than what the province is, is mandating at, at the present time, but I think those, those targets are realistic. We made a, a decision on council last night to um, approve in principle um, the uh, inclusion of secondary, stru- secondary suites within single family homes, um, condominiums and townhouses. That's a step in the right direction. It will allow us to intensify downtown to get more people downtown. That's where a lot of the services are. Parking still remains a problem, but by having more intensification down there, downtown, uh, we then should be able to um, have more walkable cities, more complete streets, an increase in public transportation. And um, I think last night's decision was 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 a pivotal one going forward in an attempt to intensify as opposed to continuing to build urban sprawl subdivisions outside mm-hmm. and having such a reliance on the automobile which is another reason why I think the parkway is, is such a, an interesting um, dilemma. People are still going to require cars, but the future is going to more intensification downtown, um, less urban sprawl. And so the need for those um, expensive uh, parkways, um, moving traffic east and west or north-south in this case, I think will be, will be less prevalent as we intensify and have people walking more and taking public transportation into the future.
0: Great. Really, thank you. Um, now, when we think about your own campaign, what do you want to focus on? And here, I guess, I'm, I'm talking to what are What are the, the key buzzwords, the key themes you want to drive home at the doors? Excellent question, Bill. Um, well, well, and maybe I, I should frame it a bit. For example, Diane, Diane in her launch, said, "I'm going to fo- going to focus on jobs, taxes, and infrastructure." And you know, you know, taken at face value, it's hard to cobble with that. What's your sense?
1: Well, I think I think you know, jobs certainly are important, and I think people want value for the tax dollars they pay. You know, I can't sit here and talk to you and say I'm going to lower taxes. just not possible. But I think what we can do is provide um, good value for the, the hard tax dollars that are paid to the city. Infrastructure, for sure, is going to be important down the road. We have a, a city that's 150 years old. It's very old under the city, under the ground, and it's progressive above. So we have to look, you know, downward before we can go upward in some cases, and that, and that costs money. One of the things I try to do in Council Bill is to, to show a willingness to be constructive, be a constructive voice in Council, do my homework and uh, I try to push uh, forward in advance views that constituents talk to me about. One of the things I tried to implement last time was to uh, institute a city code of conduct and that is a policy that was turned down by my Council colleagues but it's now going to be mandatory, uh, mandated by the province in 2019. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm as I say, I'm, I'm a good listener. Um, I certainly will be a strong voice consti- for Ashburn and more constituents when I get to the council table. I do my homework, and I like to consult with the people uh, with whom I represent.
0: Great, you know, I, I'm really uh, encouraged to hear your uh, your comment about um, how should we say uh, integrity, ethics, and so on. Uh, I, I'm aware that there are other cities, uh, Peterborough size, some other cities who have an integrity. Uh, commissioner or uh, someone on retainer who who can help out in those situations. Uh, Okay, online voting we've talked about a bit but um, if we reel back to uh, the Morality Campaign in 2014 uh, 36 percent of Darrell Bennett supporters voted online uh, in uh, 2014, whereas 44 percent of Maryam Monsef's supporters uh, voted online. How would you, well I guess there's two questions here. Would you encourage people to vote online? Uh,
1: and, and how would you do that? I, I definitely would encourage people to vote online because it's so simplistic and um, it's safe. You'll get a, a pin number from uh, from the city clerk, you register, and you can, by the time you register and vote, you can probably do that in five minutes. However, uh, there are a number of people uh, in our city, my age or a little bit slightly older, <laughs> who love to get out on election day and go and cast their ballot in person. So you know, I think as um, as the electorate uh, changes and the demographics change, we'll probably have a need always to get out and, and walk to the to the polling station. It's a bit of a social cast your uh, your vote, um, but more and more as um, as time goes by, Bill, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at some point in time you'll see. 90 to 95 percent of the people are casting their votes electronically. That's my uh, that's my prediction within the next ten years.
0: Interesting. Yes. Now, I have heard uh, criticism, actually, from some some candidates as well that they're concerned about the scrutineering. Now, in, in what well, for you and I are the old days, you know, you scrutine, I, I've scrutineered, uh, I think, provincial election years ago, and you stand there and watch someone count paper ballots, and that person shows you the ballots they're ejecting and why.
1: How does that happen in the digital world? I wish I could tell you. I, did, I, I didn't use any scrutineers in 2010. I didn't use them in 2014, and I won't be using scrutineers in 2018. I think the system uh, works very, very well. It's municipal politics. We've got a very, very well-trained staff. I have a lot of faith in in John Kennedy, Natalie Garnett and her staff. So um, I don't think the voting is going to be compromised electronically. Perhaps in the mayoral race, um, there may be a need for scrutineers there, certainly in the provincial and federal elections, Mm -hmm. yes.
0: But at the municipal
1: level, I'm I'm fairly confident that if there are some spoiled ballots, it, it won't be significant
0: okay that 's great, and um, lastly i 'm wondering about the demographics of Peterborough and how the, how that plays out in our municipal vote. Typically, uh, you've gone to many more meetings than I have about politics in Peterborough on a local level, but you see lots of people with grey hair, lots of people who remember the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, as I quit. Uh, people, people who can remember Elvis on Ed Sullivan. Uh, you don't, me. yeah, yeah, right, Oh, and me too. Uh, but you don't see that many uh, people under 30, uh, certainly
1: under 25. How would you encourage young people to vote? Well, I think, I think one of the ways you can encourage young people to vote is to, to get out and meet them where they, where they congregate. So um, at social functions, um, um, if, if you have um, children who um, have friends, I mean, the, my kids are a perfect example. They both vote, 36 and 34, and both of them are interested in some respects to politics, so the people with whom they associate you know, they obviously chit-chat and, and, and they make um, how we can improve it. And that can be um, at a ball game, at a, at a concert, at a dance recital, uh, at a school function. You just have to take opportunities to uh, kind of sell, um, sell the city of Peterborough and, and, and encourage them to provide um, uh, their input. Um, it doesn't have to be around the, the, the city council table. It could be over the dinner table.
0: Great. Um, Gary, I, you've been very patient and uh, considerate in answering all my questions. Do you have any questions you'd like to leave uh, our listeners with, uh, particularly people in Ashburnham? What questions you want them to have in, in their minds as, as this campaign
1: unfolds? Yeah, I would just encourage people, Bill, to, if, if they have a burning issue or if they have an opinion on a, on a topic, to... Um, let Councillor Rial and I, as, as uh, their present sitting councillors know, uh, we're only a phone call or a text or an email away. And uh, as candidates come to the door uh, between uh, May the 1st and October the 22nd, ask the candidates some questions, ask them uh, things that are going on about the city now, and ask them what their vision is for the future. There's, as I say, good conversation. You can, you can agree to disagree. Um, but find out uh, where, where the candidates stand on certain issues and how they might approach uh, a problem that they might have. Uh, sometimes uh, you're looking at the process to solving a problem, not necessarily having all the answers, and I've said that to, to people who phone or email. I, I can't answer your question right now. We have an excellent staff. I'll consult with staff, consult with who I need to, and I will get back to you. you.
0: Okay, uh, Gary Baldwin, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And we will uh, wish you good good luck in the uh, coming election. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bill.